So we just knocked everything down? Yeah, yeah. So I spooned that shit over King's Hawaiian rolls. That was crossed off the list. Yeah, well, it turns out crossing off isn't an exact science. Because you're the bear, and I remember you. Manja, baby. Welcome to the Bear Brigade, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. I'm Magnum Mills, and I'm here with the soup juicer to wrap up our discussion about season two of The Bear from FX and Hulu. I'm here just drinking a nice cold Coors Light, even though the heat wave has broken a little bit. Still seems like a good night to enjoy a moderately priced cold domestic beer. Soup, how you doing tonight, man? You still ready to fork? Totally ready to fork, man. Um, and and possibly spork if it's in the cards, man. But we'll see. We'll stick with the forks for now. I got a lot of those. Uh, drinking PBRs, man, so keep it with the fucking cool summertime drinks, man, but, uh, yeah, the heat has fucking tapered off just a touch, it's still hot as fuck, but not like, not like it was, so, uh, glad for that, and, uh, you know, that being said, we're cruising into, uh, fall season here, uh, you know, pretty soon, but a lot, lot, lot going on there, but for right now, let's go ahead and, uh, wrap up season two of The Bear, dude, this is gonna be a full-on spoiler, we're going to spoil the shit out of the entire season, man. And possibly, probably, most likely season one, too. So no holds barred. It's all there. Let her rip. And uh, thanks again for checking out the Bear Brigade presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Again, find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube, on social media, at Dudes Watch Stuff. You do not want to forget to, you know, watch all the episodes of The Bear. And you do not want to forget the flaps either. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This is how other people find our show, find our channel. We greatly appreciate it. If you had fun, give us that thumb. I know we both love season two, so I don't think there's any point in just kind of sitting around and being like, oh, we both love season two. Like, we loved it. That's the thing. If you've watched this point, you should know that. So let's kind of talk about season one versus season two a little bit. Season one was about running a sandwich shop, basically. And season two was about opening a restaurant. And out of 10 episodes, the bear is only open for one. So do you kind of like the path that they ultimately chose for season two? And how do you think it compares to season one? Yeah, in our like pre-season episode, we were thinking more a little bit. I was more along the yeah. lines, maybe you only get one or two, and you were thinking maybe we'd be open halfway through or something. Right. Hoping maybe. You know, at that point I would I was like, man, let's see some more. But it didn't it didn't need it the way they did it. Like they did it right to where you know, the whole thing kind of like built to this climatic fucking now we're open thing. And that was a perfect way to end off the, uh, or, you know, to finish off the season. So, it, you know, had they gone in the direction where it opened like in the middle of the season, I don't think it would have been as effective, you know, as far as longevity and shit goes. So I really like the way they did this. Yeah. Ultimately, I think it was worth it to see the process behind it. Yeah. To see yeah. everything that kind of went into it and that got, you know, brought great character development for characters like Tina, Evra, Sugar, I mean, obviously Richie, Cousin Jimmy, I mean, really everybody. You might say yeah. that the one character who kind of gets sacrificed is probably Karma a little bit because he split off with Care, with Claire, and that's, you know, an aspect of the show that really wasn't there in season one. It's, it definitely gets her time to shine this season, but she also is kind of just, you know, very nervous the whole season, and it it's very good acting and everything, but it's not probably as fun to watch as the Sid we saw in season one. You know, because now it's real. Now they have to do this. It's kind of hanging over her head. She talks about, I don't know if, she, you know, if I have another one in me. So I, I thought the stakes were definitely raised and it, that seemed kind of impossible. I mean, I remember it was an episode seven, the penultimate in season one, where it was basically no cuts and the, the ticker just keeps going because she left the online order thing open or whatever. And it's just crazy. And, you know, and then you kind of get an emotional catharsis in the finale, but it's kind of nothing like here where they build to this giant. I mean, the finale is like a work of art. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and as far as Sid is concerned, you know, her character, even even what we know, 
right now, you know, going back to the first season and everything, she wants to do way much more than what she can fucking handle doing, you know? And that's not a, it's not always a super bad thing, but it usually doesn't work out that well unless, you know, unless you can anticipate going forward, which is really hard to do, or at least have the bat, you know, to make some of that shit work, even though you, even though it's overwhelming for, you know, everybody or whatever the fuck, you know, I like her ambition. I like her as a character. Um, I, I do think that she, you know, tries to go a little bit too deep into shit that might be a little too deep for her to go into. But there's nothing wrong with that when, you know, any warrior or whatever is going to try to do more than they can handle, man. So, you know, right. so- it strikes me as like a, if she were a quarterback or something, you say, like, oh, she's a good prospect. She needs reps. Yeah. Like, she just needs to probably be in the shit. More. Yeah, she and that's where Carmen has the difference. Like, Carmen's uh, been in the shit like that. You get the idea she's been in it, but not to the degree that Carmen has, you know, with the kind of flashbacks we saw in season one. Yeah, we see it in an episode finale where she's trying to hold it together and shit. And yeah, it was a lot. There's a lot fucking going on and everything else. But she's a little bit too passive and a little bit too, like, you know, who's listening to you? You know, I mean, if I if that's the kitchen I'm in, it's like, it, it'd be hard for me to have that voice and be like okay that's the voice i have to listen to and really you know i mean the voice of god basically right i mean like the like you just you have to listen to like a, i Mike think Ditka. she can <laughs> yeah i think she can do it i just think she needs a little bit more of a, a confidence boost maybe or something like that you know yeah and to do it a few times really to understand what works for her yeah, you know right. what i mean because everyone probably doesn't do it the same way not everyone needs to absolutely scream they just need to be authoritative and have everyone trust that they know what they're doing. So if you just yeah. listen to them, you're going to get through, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. I'll have to kind of trust. It's a anything that's an assembly line, right? Or a chain where you depend on the links on the other side of you to work. You can't knock one out. So you need everyone to kind of be working in concert or you're screwed. Well, yeah, of course, man. Of course. Uh, the, the fucking conductor. You got to have a conductor, man. Yeah, not every band plays the same. So you just got to learn how to, you know, get, their, get to their tune or their rhythm or whatever. So I think she could get the hang of it. But on the other hand, Richie seems like he might be kind of a natural. Richie's a natural, that's for sure. You know, um, that maybe that's not, you know, Sid's best role. Maybe there's something, you know, different or whatever that maybe she doesn't sure. quite want to be doing that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm curious to see how this plays out going forward into, into, you know, a possible another season or whatever. And I think they ended this season, obviously, knowing that they're going to get more because, I mean, they ended season one where it could have just stopped. They didn't end season two where it's like it could have stopped. Like, we kind of need to know what's going on here after this, man, you know, like. Yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end. I think there are logistic reasons, mostly doing with the strikes right now, about why we haven't gotten an announcement. I'm not terribly worried about it, but we probably aren't going to get it until next fall at the earliest right now. You know, every kind of month the strike pushes, it probably pushes the show back another six weeks or so. So, you know, hope that gets resolved for everybody. Any real thoughts at all on anything else as far as season two versus season one? Again, it was a a little bit different of a show. I like both. It definitely shared the same DNA. I don't know. I mean, they were both pretty stressful, but it did seem like two was maybe a little bit more fun kind of at times. You know, I don't. it's hard to remember what we had in one that was anything like Marcus's episode. You know what I mean? Because that's just really just kind of a light, fun episode. And I mean, maybe in season one when they go to the kid's birthday party, kind of. They they dose the kids. That's yeah, about the only thing I could right, think of that was yeah, kind of like that a little bit. But even that yeah, was a that little was bit pretty, dark. Um, dark, but definitely uh, comedic. You know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough one, man. Like season one was good for a lot of reasons, you know, and uh, season two was good for a lot of reasons. Yeah, they're totally different animals, but they're in the same fucking zoo. I mean, I think it. I think it was a really good fucking. Way to 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 have and to to separate one from two the way they did 
but still make it the same show. And the way season one ended and the way season two ended, you know, there's there's that. The way season one ended and the way season two picked up, there's also that. So it definitely is, you know, I mean, it's definitely as a whole. And I think at the end of the day, there's a whole picture that, you know, is way bigger than we even can fathom right now. Again, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens next, man. Yeah, and really everything about season two we pretty much enjoyed. So I don't think that's a huge shocker. Uh, one of the things we've definitely expressed our love for is the music featured on the bear. Going into season two, we were already pumped. We love the season one soundtrack. I think season two probably took it up a notch. Is there any particular favorite track, a needle drop, anything like that? Obviously, for me, I think it's the animal drop in the finale is kind of hard to beat. Uh, any other kind of notables off the top of your head as far as, you know, needle drops or just particular usage of a song somewhere? Yeah, um, hard to beat animal, man. That's definitely the the, the drop of the season, um, I think, without question. I do like the usage of strange currencies more than once. I thought it, all the REM all... usage was right on, actually. You feel like they yeah. go to the well a couple times, but it's always perfect. And you know, throwing a little throwing a little nine inch nails in here doesn't hurt either, dude. I think that's a nice touch, man. Uh day the world went away and shit. Um, you know, a couple other random Trent Reznor. Yeah, Brad News, like shines through Reznor, you know, more Trent Trent Reznor. After as, the uh, fire. Yeah, he's another artist that shows up a few times. He's involved, man. So uh so I look forward to maybe seeing some more of that. I would actually I wouldn't be shocked to see to uh to, to see some more of this like genre this 90s genre and maybe get a little like really low fucking b or c cuts from like uh bands like blind melon or stone double pilots or something like that i think that would be kind of fun you know oh i would love that let's get some toadies going in here dude some toad in the what's rocket we're just bringing in all the all the animals throwing a random uh i don't even know like sponge cut or something like that uh, i definitely did think that holiday road was probably one of the most used most well-known tracks and they drop that perfectly when marcus makes his trip you know you could kind of yeah. quibble with it being like the most you know mainstream track they use but it was so perfect i don't know what else you'd even use there well there's i don't think there's anybody that can listen to that song and not think family vacation or you know fucking Lampoon's Lampoon, vacation. yeah there's no way to not think about it i don't care like even if you didn't grow up in this country you still probably fucking associate that song with that fucking movie dude you know i mean it's very very fucking well so they're doing known. the european vacation which is my least favorite i think i even like vegas vacation better than european vacation but that's yeah well a, european, that's a yeah, talk from another time <laughs> um uh, that's a that's a that's definitely a talk for another time but a good one to keep in the bank there man I, yeah, I think the song usage there was ab absolutely brilliant. And I like that a show like this can get away with using that song. Because, like, you can't just bust that one out, dude. You know, like I said, I mean, you're going to automate Right, it's so kind of iconic in the way it's been used it's before. Gotta be for, it's got to be a big deal if you do it. And I think, it, I mean, again, like, so much shit in this. It's just perfectly fucking seasoned, this fucking show, you know? Right, like, if you want to use Don't Stop Believing at this point, then you better have a, something to use it on, because that's known for yeah, a very what, particular... It would be this one, but I still don't want to see it. Yeah, there's no, you can't, you can't kind of... I, I do think, I think it was ACDC at the end of 9, when they kind of slowly ramped that up and then kind of hit the gas on it, right when Richie uh, opened the door. I thought that was yeah, a pretty yeah, cool one to kind of go out on just off the top of my head. You know, in the Christmas episode was really great as far as some kind of you know, random Christmas tracks. They had Weezer on there, uh, the Ramones, a couple Dean Martins, some stuff you've definitely heard, and then some other kind of little random stuff, the the, the Italian joint or whatever. That's some fun stuff in there, really. So, I'm, again, can't really wait till they see what they pull out next season. It's a good, uh, there's a couple good Spotify playlists out there for the Bears. So, if you have it, 
like one of those or something, check it out. You'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Some people like to take it to the streets, but on the Bear Brigade, we take it to the kitchen. Soup, you're the master of this domain, man. Tell us about your favorite kind of kitchen, food-related, restaurant-related moments from the season, anything kind of from setting up the restaurant, Sid's food tour, Marcus and Copenhagen, all that stuff. Forkin. Obviously, the time that Richie spent at Ever was uh, very impressive, man, in, in, on, in all regards. It's certainly not just forks by any means, although that was still part of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, the food there, uh, phenomenal. I mean, that's some obviously it's michelin star shit it's fucking amazing i wish they would have showed more of it but uh the presentations and everything that they did in that restaurant it, depicting kind of how it goes it was extremely fucking interesting and valuable as far as like you know learning about i remember that stuff. weird crazy cloud thing that you like did yeah, the you yeah. put the cotton candy yeah. in or whatever and the chick's like i don't even know how do you even eat this favorite part favorite part yeah and why wouldn't it be that would be your favorite part of the day being able to do that fuck man I like the behind, right like the kind of inside baseball shit in Forks, where they had the kind of the meeting, and you see kind of Jessica and everyone kind of explaining to Richie why they do things the way they do it, and the integral parts everyone plays, the fact they even had like a social media guy and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. On that level of shit, that's super impressive. What, like, over-the-top hospitality is, right? Someone mentioned that to yeah, Sid at exactly. some point, like, your food's great, but your hospitality's got to be, like, insane, and that's what the level is, right? Like, the idea of their waiting yeah. list... When uh, Richie's like, well, how do they get here so fast? And she's like, oh, we sent a car. Like, that's gangster. Right. That is. Yeah, you're taking that kind of care of people. That is gangster. That's fucking up their level. And, 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 like, dropping, like, not dropping checks sometimes for people just because, like, they, they saved up all the money. And, like, now nah, we got this one. Right. Yeah. That's balling, dude. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, they'll tweet about that or something. It'll definitely earn you some good you know publicity but of you got course. the idea yeah, here yeah. that they genuinely want to make the people happy. And that was an important lesson for Richie to learn, I think absolutely man and you know again this is why like even though Carm wasn't like you know the season mvp or whatever he uh he still was really important as far as like setting shit up you know when it comes to marcus when it comes to richie even when it comes to sid even when it comes to fucking fact dude you know i mean he he's the mastermind behind all this and yeah he was distracted most of the season but he still made all this shit happen you know so i i don't like to downplay him that much even though i do sometimes like, i didn't rank him very highly and you know, he's, he's never like, like, I don't think he's been the MVP of, a, of an episode this season, you know, but it doesn't mean he's not important. You know, I mean, he still is the guy that made all this happen, you know, so something to keep in the back of the mind there. Uh, anything about kind of the little time we spent in Copenhagen with uh, Chef Luca and Marcus? We got kind of the inside baseball on desserts a little bit there. Any of that kind of stick out to you as far as just the prep and the process and that kind of thing? one of my favorite episodes of the season man i really enjoyed that dude um i think the food that they were doing there i mean it was all desserts and shit but it was fucking phenomenal man really intricate i like the detail i like the technicals that they actually like you know spent time to to put that in there and make sure that made it into the episode you know i thought that was i thought a lot of that was important man and very cool you know that and everything else you know even going down even going all the way to you know the way the actors played it you know marcus it changed him you know i mean we saw that happen, you know, not as huge of a transformation as like, say, for Richie or whatever, but still a transformation. And then uh, the introduction of Chef Luca, man, I mean, this guy was awesome. His patience and shit, you know, he was just like, you could work for this guy and, and you're not worried about fucking up early. I mean, you don't want to fuck up because you respect the dude, but like, this isn't a guy that's going to That's how you learn, right? You, you yeah, fuck up, that's how you learn. Yeah, sometimes a guy that bites your head off is somebody you learn from too. 
you know, but this, this dude was uh, like, you know, I mean, a lot of, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times you don't see somebody that calm and that forgiving in a kitchen situation like that, you know, where it's just like, oh, no, that's not a try again, you know. You just don't want to disappoint him, right? He seems so cool. You're just like, oh, I don't want to like make yeah, him better. Right? I got to do better. Conversation and shit, and like you know, you figure out that him and Carm have worked together before, and the story and everything else, you know. So, th- th- I like the background there. I really enjoyed that episode as a whole, and, uh, and and I enjoyed that character. I hope we see him again, you know. Yeah, me too. We'll maybe touch on that kind of little predictions on the end. And one thing they set up here too is the every second counts thing. You see that come back around pretty soon. We're going to see Carm trying to set up the kitchen to move faster. It's supposed to be like in between stations in five seconds and they're at seven. And then again, right. in forks, you know, back to the same thing. Every second counts. They have the thing with the smudge, you know, and that wouldn't it slow down. They lost like 40, seven seconds or something. Seven fucking seconds, man. Because they had to reset the whole four top or whatever it was. But I like that. And then it comes through kind of in the, in the finale when you right, we got to do this in five minutes. And I like that the idea that they really did set that up and just kept hammering it home. And it's, it's, you know, that's the restaurant right? you have all the so occupancy the problems of a hotel but you have to do it fast too <laughs> yeah. yeah time time is so important and so fucking much of a factor in everything when it comes to interior workings of a restaurant man very very huge anything in particular from sid's food tour or even them trying to kind of set up the menu any of that kind of stuff that sticks out I mean, I like that. I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of maybe, uh, I wish Karma would have been there so they could have ate something and like talked about it and gave a little bit of review or feedback about the food that they're eating, you know, like. Right. We got the development of Marcus's desserts, but then when we kind of get the rest of the menu, it's all there. We never really, it's nothing that we're working on or whatever, right? It's all just kind of, yeah, there's the yeah. menu. That's one thing that I really missed out of this whole season or one thing I would, if I were to ask for something more in there, that would be it. It was like more descriptions of the food more more uh, of the creation of it and the tasting and and basically you know the fucking description yeah i mean we it. get some fast we get some plates and everything but we don't get a lot of you know there's no subtitles or anything telling us what it is yeah tell me you about that it's kind of freeze frame you get the, you get the in, in in like episode three or whatever with the fucking over salted radicchio or whatever the fuck man you get the tasting of it it is it is awful but you don't really get anything further than that you know i'd like to see a progression with that oh we taste something oh shit cool i'd like to see how that t-bone's fucking presentation fucking came to play like you know there was a couple fucking goes before the fucking final before game day you know so i'd like to see you know some of these dishes hey let's try this okay no it's not good enough there's this there's this tweak that tweak that maybe a little bit more of those intricacies you know and oh hey there it is boom that's the one that might have been kind of cool yeah i would have liked to see that too even you know even as a dude like i'm not you know i'm just a regular dude you worked in this arena so even i would you know at least i would personally find that interesting anything on the actual kind of service or the kitchen action in the finale itself other than we know Carm couldn't actually get locked in the walk-in because there would be an emergency release you ever run out of forks does that ever actually happen you ever run out of forks or plates or yes yeah absolutely oh yeah dude all the times like fuck man you can run out of yeah i run out of square plates a lot because we don't have enough of them you know like entree plates you know like this the, a couple different we probably have to order a bunch of them at once too right so they probably wait to order so you need to order a certain amount and yeah, well, our problem is we don't have storage to keep them all, so we, we try to just keep a little bit of everything, and you know, so we'll run out of that. We were, sometimes we run out of fucking salad bowls. Sometimes we run out of silverware, and you run out of silverware, it sucks. You know? And usually it doesn't happen unless you don't have a dishwasher. If you don't have a dishwasher, then you might run out of fucking silverware. But then that's the fucking problem because people keep coming in. They're gonna want fucking silverware. Don't matter if you don't got a dishwasher or not to wash them. So somebody else is gonna have to fucking wash that shit. Same thing with plants or fucking whatever the fuck you know um, is that why during the season you never see any of the employees drinking water out of a glass they're always drinking out of like a plastic container 
That's a uh, fun me. runner throughout. If you pay attention throughout the season, multiple characters do it when they get a water, they're drinking out of like something you would see, like, you know, like a, it's a grated Parmesan cheese get put in. Like not quite like a Tupperware Tupperware, but like a plastic container you get the deli at the grocery store or something like that. That's what yeah, everyone's yeah, drinking yeah. out of. <laughs> that might I don't know if that was a real kitchen thing or something. Like, you know, you can't spare a dish, right? And that's true, but you can eat that. Some solo that cups or something. Thing, <laughs> I'd say well, now in a kitchen, you want to have your own yeti or something keep it cool or hot or whatever no, yeah i would say most people bring their own shit like yeah so especially something with spill proof right something with a screw top or something can't like top and a straw you know so most people bring their own shit with top and a straw and, they, and you know they're all hey you should it's like having your own coffee mug basically yeah, this is mine because it's got a fucking fish logo on it or whatever the fuck you know so people know who's shit's who's <laughs> that's what you gotta do man you gotta when your shit goes down you gotta you know, you gotta have your own stuff. There's gotta be rules, man. There's definitely rules, dude. Okay, man. I, I think it's time to kind of move on here to our grades for the episodes throughout the season. During season two, we graded each episode kind of a Michelin scale here, zero to three stars. You could give out a half star if necessary. Just gonna kind of break down the results real quick and we'll just see if there's anything we'd like to change or we agree with how it went down. Overall for the season, Soup gave an average of 2.5 stars. I averaged out a 2.45. So very close there. Episode one, beef. We both gave it two stars. Episode two, pasta. You gave it one and a half. I gave it two. Episode three, Sunday. You gave it two and a half. I gave it two. Episode four, honeydew. We each gave it two and a half stars. Episode five, pop. We both gave it two stars. Episode six, fishes. We both gave it three. Episode seven, forks. We both gave it three. Episode eight, bolognese. You gave it three. I gave it two and a half. Episode nine, Omelette, you gave it two and a half. I gave it two and a half. And episode 10, The Bear, we both gave it 3.0. So pretty on fire here from Fishes On. Not like anything else was, you know, really bad or anything. We basically kind of matched up with the IMDb scores. Their three highest ranked episodes are Fishes 9.6, Forks 9.7, The Bear 9.4. We gave those perfect scores, three stars across the board there. So that all seems to track. It looks like Pasta winds up being our least favorite episode with an average of 1.75 stars. That's the second episode. Any thoughts on that? Is that just kind of just a kind of a little bit of a victim of the season getting everything set up? I think so, man. I think it was just kind of you're still trying to get your feet wet here, man. Um, just just getting into it. The first episode, I would say, you know, I mean, I almost wanted more right away, but I like that it was that it. I don't know. At the end of the day, it all worked out. But uh, it did start off a little bit on the slower side. So I think that's why, you know, these earlier episodes that ranked up a little bit lower. Yeah, I think because at the end of season one, they had so many, like, you knew they were going to do the bear, but there was no details and they found the money. That was it. That's all you knew. So they had a lot of work to do. And it really feels like it took them, you know, two episodes to set it up. But those episodes were only 25 minutes, too. Yeah. If they could have probably, if they could have gone with a 40 minute finale, they probably could have wrapped a lot of it up quicker. But I like the way that they started out with kind of the faster, a little bit shorter episodes. So then by the end, you kind of creep in that 30, 35 minute range, you don't even notice. Right. And I, I do like that. I prefer that, man. That's why I think it just like, you know, it was just, like I said, man, it was just kind of like, you know, you're not diving in the deep end here. You're, you're going into the shallow end step by step, uh, going into the season. You know, you're working your way uncomfortably, man. And by the time that by the time that cold water hits your nuts, man, you're right there in fishes and it's fucking on at that point, dude, from the rest of the season. So 
I do kind of wish it would have maybe fucking started a little bit harder coming off of what it stopped at in season three. But I think we needed the fucking, I think we needed the the, the explanation and time to, to do it, you know, or whatever. So I think it, either way, man, it worked out. Fuck off. That's good soup. One more thing before we move on, man. We got three episodes that we each gave three stars to. Fishes, Forks, and the Bear. If you had to pick one, which one are you taking? Yeah, that's tough, man. That is a fucking tough one, dude. Fuck. You could go fishes because it's the longest, but yeah, but um, that almost is that's almost last on my list just because it could be a standalone episode on its own, you know. So like, I mean, it's there. It's worthy of the. It's definitely worthy of the of the stars and everything. But I think as far as an episode on its own, it's hard for me not to take the the episode ten. But I think I'm gonna go for uh, forks, dude. I think I'm gonna go for forks. I was kind of thinking forks too. It really does feel like this was the season of Richie a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was it was just. Like, I think that I just it's such a good episode, and it's such a it sets up his arc so well. You know, it's almost kind of like a redemption arc. Good too, though. I mean, it's it's a really tough call because. I mean, 10 is just, I mean, you're in it, you're interested from front to back. There's no fucking, there's not a lull in that episode whatsoever. You know, I mean, it is go. You know, it's one, two, three, four, five against one from beginning to end, dude. So it's hard. I don't know, man. That's a really tough, I, I, I said it already, so I'm going to stick with forks, but it's a really close call with, with the bear. So that is one. It's like when someone asks you, what do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't care. Like they give you three options. They're all good. Like, and you're like, I don't care. Cause you legitimately don't care. When I say right. like, I would watch, you know, if you put any of them on, I'm watching it. I would, that's definitely where I'm at. So it's hard to, my favorite might depend on what day of the week it is or which one I've seen last or something like that. Yeah. 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 Right. All right, man. I guess now we got to give a grade to all of season two, a little bit of an overall grade season two of the bear. Same thing, Soup. Scale of zero to three stars. You can give a half if you need. How many are you giving this season two? You know what, man? This this season two of the Bears getting three stars. This is a three star fucking series, man. And whatever, fucking watch it beginning then and tell me it isn't. I am also <laughs> going to give it three stars. The way it finishes out is just so strong, and we're even kind of nitpicking on those early episodes because you're comparing them to the second half of the season basically the only problem with the first half of the season two of the bear is that it's not the second half of season two of the bear that's really the only thing wrong with it <laughs> that's a good well put dude yep, exactly. yeah i mean it's like if you hung out with like a, a whole bunch of good looking people but you're like the worst good looking of them so you're still like a good looking person like what's the real problem here you know they're, they're not slumming it with them they're not slumming it with the normies to make himself look good you know what i mean right right <laughs> All right, that brings us to our episode MVPs. We pick an MVP for each episode. First, we're just going to recap those. First episode, beef. You took carm, I took carm. Second episode, pasta. You took sugar, I took Tina. Third episode, Sunday. You took Sid, I took Sid. Fourth episode, honeydew. You took Chef Luca, I took Marcus. Episode five, pop. You took Tina, I took sugar. Episode six, fishes. We both took Donna. Episode seven, Forks, we both took Richie. Episode eight, Bowling Days, you took FAC, and I took uh, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Episode nine, Omelette, you took FAC again, I took Uncle Jimmy. Episode 10, Dub Bear, you took Marcus, and I took Sugar. Uh, we had a couple of choices that showed up twice. Uh, I had Sugar twice, 
uh, you had fact twice. Uh, any thoughts on your boy fact, dude? I remember for, on Bolognese, definitely. I, I went with Pepto as a little bit of a gag because everyone was using it the whole episode, but I would have taken fact if you hadn't, so. I mean, Pepto is a legit fucking choice, dude, on that one, man. Uh, it's one of those things that passed around to everyone in the episode because they're so <laughs> nervous. It's just one of my it's favorite there. bits. It's and they needed there, it, man. too. You know, they needed every bit of relief it could provide. Yeah, why? Well, I, I don't know. Fact's just a lovable character, man. Sometimes he comes up huge and it's like, fuck it, man. He's the MVP, dude, you know? I kind of want to see him run in the front of the house next year just because I think it would be so much fun, or at least just being the main kind of <laughs> personality guy. He's got the personality, dude. He can do it. And then he can also rip a screwdriver out of his pocket or go plunge the bathroom in an emergency. Yeah, he, might be a, he might be a little too extreme. He's kind of kind of Farley-esque almost, you know. Um, he might He's so live nice, though. He's everyone's best friend, dude. He's yeah. everyone's best friend. <laughs> but he might be He's living like a teddy bear. down by the river, man. You know, which is fine. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if he's quite fully, but... Uh... But, it depends uh, on his ex-wives. Uh, we have to ask. Yeah, definitely a very, very cool character, man. And uh, yeah, whatever. How can you not love that guy? All right, man. Since we're talking about the entire season, it felt like we had to do more than just pick a season MVP. So we ranked the characters, kind of averaged them together. Going to give you our top 10 here. Whoever finishes number one will be our season MVP. At 10, we have Donna Brazado, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. I had her at nine. You had her at 11. At number nine, we have Pete, played by Chris Witowski. I had him at 10. You had him at 7. At number eight, we have Carmi, played by Jeremy Allen White. I had him at 7. You had him at 9. At number seven, we have Tina, played by Liza Colon-Zayas. I had her at 6. You had her at 8. At number six, we have Sydney, played by Ayo Edibiri. I had her at 8. You had her at 5. At number five, moving into our top five here, we have the one, the only, Neil Fat, played by Maddie Matheson. I had him at three, Sue him at six. Then we had a tie at number three between Natalie and Marcus. Natalie played by Abby Elliott. Marcus played by Lionel Bryce. I had Natalie at five, Sue Petter at two. I had Marcus at four, Sue Petter at three. At number two, we have Uncle Jimmy, played by Oliver Platt. I had him at two. Soup had him at four. And at number one, I don't think this is going to be a huge surprise. We have our man, huge Taylor Swift fan, Richie, played by Ebon Moss Bacharach. I had him at one. Soup had him at one. Number one with a bullet. We're very simpatico here. We had nine of the same in our top ten. Uh, any kind of thoughts overall on how this worked out? Any surprises for you? Carmi kind of low, right? Carmi at eight. Yeah, and I, I think maybe I know I downplayed uh, some of his shit a little bit, but uh, you know, like I like I was saying earlier, man, he's he's still the guy that fucking made all this happen and shit. I just think that some of these other characters really shined, and I think it's cool that the show let the show be like that, you know, without it being all over uh, just about Carm. You know, there was all these characters that had their moments, man. Some of them were really huge moments, you know. So this isn't just the Carm show, and I love that. Right, it's like on The Sopranos, probably at least half of my favorite moments don't have Tony Soprano in them. Some don't have any members of the Soprano family in them. Yeah, good. So good it doesn't show. need to be the, you know, the Carmi show. It's the bear, you know, it's the bear. It needs to be everybody on the show. And I think while we're at it, maybe, you know, pick our favorite guest star who only appeared in one episode this season. So who's your favorite one-off? We've got a wide range of options here. Yeah, it's basically uh, almost anybody from from the Fishes episode, uh, and then there was I think a few stragglers uh, drizzled or sprinkled through the rest of the season there. But uh, yeah, 
as far this is just one episode, right? So yeah, and someone who just showed up once, you have like Uncle Lee, Mikey, Chef Luca, Garrett, Jessica, uh, Stevie, cousin Michelle, Chef Terry. All right, this is tough. All right, so um, when I was thinking about this earlier, you know, I gotta say, I it's it's Mikey. It's definitely Mikey with a close second to cousin Michelle because Sarah Paulson's awesome too. But Mikey, just you know, I mean. At first, I was like, I thought he might have been in more than one episode, so I didn't know that I would be able to pick him. But because he was only in the one, I'm definitely picking him, dude. Yeah, he's like shows like in pictures and kind of, but he doesn't have any other real scene. Like that's the only episode that John Barenthal shows up. <sighs> I hate to go with the chalk here, but I probably have to go with Chef Luca. I really kind of wanted to go with someone from Forks. I especially loved like Garrett, uh, Jessica, uh, Chef Terry. They were all awesome, but they kind of like yeah. took away from each other because they were in the in the same episode like that or whatever and kind of chef luca really got just the chance to kind of shine with the one on top one time with marcus so i think i'm going chef luca i love that choice dude i definitely love that choice a worthy fucking a worthy uh candidate there man and and well put and well thought out man for sure dude <laughs> no complaints and uh i think we're at the point where maybe we'll talk about who we want to see show up next season because we're kind of winding down here and i think it's time to look forward a bit uh, let's kind of start out with what we we hope, what we want to see in season three. Not necessarily prediction, just what you want to see. Uh, Super lead us off. One thing you'd like to see on season three of the bear. I want to see more action in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, I also want to see more uh, more backstory, man. I want to see more Mikey. I want to see more Don. I want to see more family. I want to know about you know. Uh, I want to know about the uh, Brizado father here, man. You know, there's those aspects of things I want to know. I'd like to know more of the. Apparently, there's a lot of fucking facts. Let's bring some of those guys in, man. Oh, dude, I'd love just a whole random episode just yeah, on the facts. A, client, a, a pack of fucking facts, dude, comes in, dude. You know how uh, Always Sunny did Charlie work? What if we just had, like, that version, but it's fact? Like, the whole day is just, like, it's one episode just in the eyes of fact. Like, all the stuff he has to do, the home life you don't usually see. Like, just right, like yeah, a day yeah. in the life of fact, dude. I'd love yeah. to see that. <laughs> I think that'd be super awesome. I'd love to see him go to like some kind of like expo or something like that, some kind of big thing. And then you could maybe, I don't need like a ton of celebrity cameos or something, but where they go to like a couple other famous restaurants or I don't know, something kind of in that niche, probably. I know they do have like on the board, like Taste of Chicago or something like that, even would be cool. Like yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of go out in, in the public and try to promote the restaurant and still the, the sandwich joint and everything like that. I think that would be pretty sweet. I do I do really enjoy the exploration of the city of Chicago, which they portray very well in these episodes. Yeah, I like so, the real life location, not location stuff is great. Yeah, any any anything we can put that in more is is cool as fuck too, man. You know, so I'm definitely down for more of that as well. Yeah, and you mentioned I think it's about time we probably see the the Brazado, the father here. Or at least what the fuck, yeah. Or some, some kind of little more backstory here. So if they do another flashback, I'd almost think that they go back further instead of, you know, trying to set it between Fishes and Now. I think they'd almost have to go way back and maybe kind of almost recast a lot of the cast, which is probably why they would hesitate to do it a little bit if you're going to get 10-year-old Carm or, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah, teenage I don't know about Carm doing, and stuff yeah, I don't like know that. Really, I, don't want, I don't want to see him lean into that kind of thing, you know? But it depends. If you show their father, you might have to, depending on the timeline, that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Right. I, I can see him doing it, but I don't want it to be like, if they do it that way, then maybe not as much of, let's not make it. Uh, you uh, could do it the other style. The whole thing where the episode starts out and then we find, it's like the first day of the beef. Like that's where we meet their pops, like the first day he opened the beef uh, or something like that. That could be cool. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the like, flashback. And so then, you know, it's really focused on him. So you only see the kids and stuff just a real little bit. 
right yeah, yeah and that's yeah, kind of yeah. how you meet him or whatever and find out what the deal is and that's you meet, like young, you meet like yeah. young cousin jimmy or something like that you know what i mean i don't know yeah i'm not against a full-on flashback i just think it would be a lot and if you're if they were going to do it then you like you would seriously have to cast that role perfectly and and that would be a major character going forward you know because you would have to lean into it and really lean into it to make it happen so it wouldn't be just a one-off man it would be like I think it would be a repeater, you know. That being said, how uh, uh, what are the what are the odds here that that we see Jamie Lee Curtis again? Ah, I'm saying eighty-five, ninety percent. It would just be one of those things. If it didn't happen, I'd say it almost would have to be like scheduling conflicts because she's still, you know, very in demand or anything or something like that. That it just didn't work out for the timing. I would say that's almost the only way. Yeah. And at this point, you know, kind of like prediction-wise. So you, what do you think, like? Put it on the on the paper here officially. You think we'll see Donna again? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's ultra important that we do. You know, I think the the I think that was just an introduction to her, man. I think she gets. I think we get a dose of her every season, man. Whether it be a big dose or a little do little dose or whatever, man, or maybe a multi dose sometimes. But I think she's gonna be there. I mean, all right, I, I like that. Um, how about Mikey? Have we seen the last of Mikey? I hope the fuck not, because. Uh, yeah, Parenthal's so great, and I would hate to... And it seems like he's kind of like... I think he's actually friends uh, with Christopher Storer or whatever, So, and uh, some of the cast, uh, most notably uh, Ebron, the guy who plays Richie, so I'm pretty sure that he would like be back as more, long as there's I'd room like in the story. Richie, Mikey... Uh... Yeah, before car, you know, uh, Richie, Mikey, and in, in in the in the beef, you know, before the before Carm comes to to the bear thing, maybe what led up to uh, yeah, the prestige it. thing to do would be to show like the the last days of Mikey's life or something like that. That would be kind of dark, but that would be like the HBO thing to do. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, be an explanation of why he. Yeah, so yeah that, right. Then maybe it gives context to it. That's what I mean. So then we, we understand it in a different light. A different light. Yeah, we can all come to our own conclusions here because we know Mikey was on drugs and he shot himself. That's enough. You can figure that out. But I think that, you know, a, a, a story about that, it wouldn't hurt the show. I think it would be cool to throw it in maybe as one of these, uh, one of these, something that, you know, even not maybe a full episode, but something in an episode that would like had something. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to be in there. And like, like I said, man, any of these backstories and getting more into Carm's head, because I think at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, when this show finally wraps up, if it wraps up the way it wants to be, I think it's going to be, this was Carmy's shit. And, you know, it, it's all going to depend on what he does to make it fucking win or lose at the end. So, and, and I think the whole mental fucking weird shit with his family, weird shit is in his going to meetings and everything is going to come back and be a major part of, uh, of the story in the future. So, Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, do you think we get Bob Odenkirk back as Uncle Lee? I'd take that. I'd like to see that again too, man. Um, we'll see what happens there because there's obviously a lot there. So, Feels like you don't cast Bob Odenkirk there without probably an idea of maybe how he could come back. I mean, basically, want to see everybody from Fishes again, right? And uh, cousin Michelle and Stevie too. Pretty much, just bring everyone from Fishes back at some point. If I were to, if I were to honestly predict who I really, really thought would come back, like no matter what, not just who I wanted to come back, but who I think will, it'll be cousin Michelle, who's Sarah Paulson, because of the time that uh, Carmen spent in New, New York because of her. And I think they have a thing, and I think that could be shit. That could be half a season, or at least two, three episodes of his story over there. You know, still linking it to what's going on now, maybe in a in a weird retrospective kind of way. So um, I think it's a huge possibility that that gets uh, that gets sprinkled in again. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Uh, do you think we get to see them up for? 
I guess more broadly, assuming this season, the show is going to run for more than you know one more season, you, you have to figure they'll kind of at least somewhat succeed, right? Can't really have a show if they fall flat on their face right away, so they have to at least somehow get by. No, Jimmy, if Jimmy takes over the if Jimmy buys them out or take or knocks the building, sells the building, whatever the fuck, like the beginning of fucking season three, I don't think we have much of a show after that, you know? Right. <laughs> like, so. So that's what I'm saying. Kind of go the other way with it. Do you think there's any chance that they kind of end up in contention for any awards or anything like that? Yeah. If not I even a star, I, I, maybe like yeah. best new restaurant or something like that. That you know, that be interesting to see them have to travel to go to New York or somewhere for an awards thing, and that's where Carm kind of meets some people from his past, and then maybe you get some flashbacks or something like that. I like that idea. I think that's a great idea, actually, man. Um, yeah, I could totally see that happening. I think that the uh, I do think the re- that the restaurant will be successful. I think they're going to have some worrisome times though that are going to be stressful. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a show. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a fucking restaurant. You know, in all honesty. So I mean, nothing really ever runs smooth in a restaurant, dude. It's always fucking very, very stressful on all kinds of fucking platforms and shit. But as far as like what they're doing right now, trying to pay back a debt to maintain their fucking business then it puts it on a whole different level so i think that'll play in i think they're going to run into a couple of snags a couple of hurdles around you know yeah they have to it can't just be all but that wouldn't be interesting either just like jimmy bulldozing it (laughs) i also think that you know they do good enough jimmy's the kind of guy that'll be like all right well you know if something fucked up happens i can work with you kind of shit you know maybe it's not such a if he seems if he thinks it's gonna he's gonna do whatever makes him the most money that's jimmy yeah. If he thinks helping them out a little bit more will ultimately make him more money, then he'll do it. You know, maybe then he gets in for like, oh yeah, I'll give you a little more, but now I want a piece of the restaurant. Right. It's right. not just a loan to pay back. Now I want, you know, X percent or something like that or whatever. I don't think you'd go for Pretty a bust sure out or whatever. But... What's happening anyway, man. You deal with uh, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but usually right, those, that uh, element. He seems like he is uh, he's into... a connected guy, at least, you would think, probably, from the way they have portrayed him so far. I think that's pretty fair. We we saw some pretty big name actors show up this year. Just give me like a random actor who shows up next year on the bear or next season, I should say. Somebody who did not show up this season. Yeah. All right. I like that, man. Let, let's see. Who's going to show up on? I'm going just off the top of my head, Brian Cranston. You probably know him as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Most people know him as oh, uh, okay. Walter White from Breaking Bad, but. I don't know him or John Ham. I don't know why John Ham seems like he he's a fun guy. He can't be always on a bunch of stuff. Maybe John Ham. Uh, um, yeah. I, um, other than Andrew Dice Clay, I think the only other one I think would be fucking awesome in here would be maybe like Larry David. <laughs> Larry David would be trying Larry to make Larry David, David happy for a meal. That would be the, <laughs> make it a really just weird crossover with Curve, and I, I think that would be super awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think anybody, anybody on that Jamie Lee Curtis, like uh, like Bill Murray would be fun, right? And Bill Murray's oh, from Chicago always, even, right? Bill Murray's always fun. I don't, I don't know if he's from Chicago. That wouldn't surprise me, but... He's from I mean, Illinois, I'm pretty sure. I think he, like, hails... Like, he's a big uh, Cubs fan and everything. I'm pretty sure he's a Chicago guy. Probably right. I don't give a fuck where he's from. If he's in there, man, it's going to be fucking... It's Bill Murray, dude. And he's done random cameos before, too, so it wouldn't <laughs> be out of the realm of possibility... For uh, for Bill Murray to show up, so I think that would be a cool one as well. How about any celebrity cameos? I mean, it's Chicago. You got a lot of people up there. Um, I'm going to give you three kind of, these would be huge, wild cameos. I don't think they could get any of them. I just want you to rank it on the order in which, like, you know, how you'd like to see them. You got Mike Ditka, you got Michael Jordan, and Taylor Swift. Rank them one, two, three, who you'd most like to see show up. 
who I'd most like to see, Ditka, of course. Yeah. Definitely Dick. <laughs> no question. Come on, man. Dicka, dude. Number two, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Number three, Taylor Swift. Because what the fuck? Of course, Taylor Swift is from there, man. That's why they're fucking leaning in to do it in the show. She'll probably no, she's, the- I don't think she's actually from Chicago or anything, but uh, just for the Richie thing, just so he could fangirl over it, I think it would be fun. And yeah, she seems anyway. kind of like social media aware enough that she would do it for like, you know, for crossover promotion or something. Okay, fair enough. So, I'm still not changing her. I have to admit, Dick, it would probably be the most fun. Michael Jordan is very notorious about how he's portrayed. So if you saw him, it would probably just be like him just sitting there or whatever. Like, he'd maybe do a line or two of dialogue, whereas Dick, I could see having some fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see Swift having a whole lot of fun with it either, though, man. You know, She's pretty good at that viral. I could just see if, if her management was smart and she wanted to get into acting or something like that, you know, you do it like Richie's in control now, like Richie's a machine and nothing throws him. And then Taylor Swift comes in and he's just thrown. He's just off his game. Okay. Now all of a sudden. Here's what I could be on board for. If Richie gets to hook up with Taylor Swift, then I may be, then I may be interested. If they do that, the bear might be on for 10 seasons. So go and place <laughs> There it is. That's the answer. <laughs> I, I'm not against it. I don't know if she's dating anybody or not, but uh, sure. Why not? I think that's uh, that should be a lot of fun, man. Uh, anything else? Any other hopes, predictions, anything like that? Nah, man. I might have spent them all now, man. I don't know. Hey, that's good, man. We're like again, it's the the water boy at the end of the movie. There's no point in holding anything back. But we are most definitely going to be here for season three. And if that takes a, a long time, maybe we'll try to get around covering the episodes from season one while we wait. Uh, any thoughts? Anything to add? Yeah, man. Be uh be on the lookout for future soup kitchens too, man. If you guys are into food and whatnot. Yeah, if you like the food stuff, we got the soup in the kitchen doing some chaos menu. Yeah, we've got some soup kitchen shit in the works, man. So we will be uh, putting that out there in the future as well, man, to kind of get us through and give us something to fucking nibble on in the meantime, man. Hey, perfect, man. Because sometimes you have to go eat, you know, 30 things from Chicago, and sometimes you just have to drink some Pepto. It depends on what the doctor ordered and how your stomach's feeling. Thank you again for checking out the Bear Aid presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Again, find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. You can find our show wherever you get your pods or on YouTube. Thank you for not forgetting us and not forgetting the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. If you had fun, don't forget the thumb. And I think that's it for the last time from season two of The Bear. I'm Magnum Mills. He's a soup producer. And do not forget that you either fork or you get forked. Occasionally spork if you swing that way. Yeah, man, absolutely, dude. But whichever way you swing, man, let it rip.